Yeah, buddy. Episode 20. Let's get ready to get it. Tell somebody. To tell somebody. To tell somebody. We in here. Yeah. Episode 20. Looks like we in here. Tell somebody to tell somebody to tell somebody that we in the building. We in the building. Yes, indeed. Tuesday. Taco Tuesday. That's right. Testimony Tuesday. Yeah, yeah. Terrific Tuesday. That's right, that's right. 20 Tuesday. 20th episode. We're lit. We in here. Tell somebody to tell somebody. We in here. We in here. Yes, indeed. Welcome, 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 welcome. Episode 20 of the Preacher's Corner. Oh, yeah. We got a good one tonight. We got a good one. We got a good one. We got a good one. Pastor Sheldon Neal out of Canada. Yeah. Going all over the different parts of the world. When you get in here, drop those anchor emojis if you're anchored in the Lord. Get in here. Say good evening to somebody. Let's go. Yeah. I know, I know, I know. We ready. It's 20. It didn't take long to get to 20. When you're consistent. Yeah, you move right along. We're moving right along. Yeah. Yeah. I am Pastor JT, Senior Pastor, House of Deliverance of Crowley, Texas. Welcome to the Preacher's Corner, Episode 2-0. Zero. Yeah. Twenty. Twenty twin. Twin. Yeah, we in here. We in here. When you get in here, tell somebody. Good evening. That's right. Show somebody some love. That's right. That's right. Show them some. Show them some love. Right. Yeah. Good evening. Yeah, we in here. We in here. Mhm. I see ya, Sister Benicia. I see ya. I see those anchor emojis drop. Let me know that you're anchored in the Lord. 
Yeah, when you get in here, drop those anchor emojis. That's only if you're anchored. That's good. That's good. We in here. We in here. Tell somebody. To tell somebody. To tell somebody. Uh, go on, share it. And tell somebody that we in here. We in here. Episode. in here we done done them in the books yeah that's right let's go yeah in celebration of the hmm 16 small victory celebration time 16 downloads from yesterday and Today, they were in some pretty interesting places. Guess what, y'all? We got listeners, new listeners, new listeners, new to the family, and we want to shout them out. Thank God for the listeners in Columbus. Ohio, Cleveland, Ohio, Lakewood, Ohio, Bellevue, Florida, Miami, Florida, Palm Beach, Florida, Peterson, New Jersey, Santa Ana, uh, San Catrina, Brazil, Sao Polio, Brazil, Parigaminas, Brazil, Judea, Brazil, Jonavia, Brazil, Brisbane, Queensland, Australia, Lagos, Nigeria, Brussels, Belgium, Berlin, Germany, Dublin, Ireland, London, England. Welcome to the Preacher's Corner, Moscow, Russia. Welcome to the Preacher's Corner. Germany, Frankfurt, Germany, Montreal, Canada, Rocky Mountain House, Canada, Vancouver, British Columbia. We got some people that's listening in Minnesota. It's some in Chi Town, Sacramento, California, San Jose, Wichita, Kansas, Ashburn, Virginia, Alexandria. Virginia BVU Preview University is some listeners right there on campus. Garland, Texas, Dallas, Texas, Mesquite, Middleothian, Mansfield, Arlington, Texas, Austin. We got some in the capital, y'all. Forest Hill, Hearst, Houston, Texas. Texas, Grant, Texas, Fort Worth, Everman, Alvarado, and Crowley, Texas. Shout out to all of our new listeners. Yeah. We appreciate you. We appreciate the love. Appreciate all of the down loads yeah shout out to save radio 
Hits 107.3 The Beat in ATL DJ Sister Tanza KD of King David Studios Platinum Kitchens Ava Gray Mellow from the Breakfast Club DJ Rob DC Da Vinci Commotion Forever Rose Shout it boy And the family Of Black Christian Influencers Got some people On the squad Got some supporters That ain't even in the city Praise the name Of the Lord Yeah Episode 20 Is Yeah 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 If you just not joining us Drop those anchor emojis If you are anchored In the Lord You have to go back And check the replay To find out all of the new listeners That have joined The family Oh yeah Oh yeah Yeah We can dig it We can dig it Let's go ahead and give God Some praise Yeah Let's give him some praise. Episode 20. Give him some praise. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. That's right. That's right. He's doing big things on the preacher's corner. Yes, indeed. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. If you haven't had an opportunity to follow us on our social media platforms i am jt's ministries underscore 1405 our church handle is at hod underscore of crowley texas we are on both jtm ministries and hod TV, so you did. Yes, you did. Yeah, you did. You got a notification if you're subscribed and you hit that bell. You know that we're in here. That's right. That's right. You can front like you didn't see it, but you know that we know that we're in here. Mafia. We are mafia. It's on Instagram. Yeah, as well. That's Facebook. House of Delivers of Crowley, Texas is our Facebook page. We are also on Twitch. Check us out. Y'all do us a favor. Like and subscribe. If by chance you haven't visited our website, you can do so today. Subscribe. You can get all of the exclusive information. What's next? What we're going next? What we're doing next? Who we connecting with next? Right there on our website. www.thepreacherscorner.net There's links to each and every platform that we are associated 
with. Come on, give God some praise. Yeah, give him some praise. We're doing some things. We're doing some things. Yeah, we're doing some things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Praise the name of the Lord. Yeah, we got a we got a man of God in the building. He called himself the Northern Preacher because he way up yonder. Way up yonder in Canada. Yeah, we got a Canadian in the house tonight. That's right, that's right, that's right. Amen. Amen. So, watch this. We have to practice our fair use disclaimer. Copyright disclaimer under section 107 of the Copyright Act 1976. Allowance is made for fair use for purposes such as criticism, comment, news reporting, scholarship, and research. Fair use is a use permitted by copyright statute that might otherwise be infringing. Nonprofit, educational, or personal use tips the balance in favor of fair use. Hey, we got it done. Uh huh. Hey, 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 hey. Uh huh. Can we celebrate a little bit? Let's celebrate a little bit for 20. Come on. Uh, uh, I'm old, so I ain't got no rhythm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Twenty in the books. Let's go. Yeah. I'm gonna tell you about the preacher in a minute. As soon as I finish getting my praise on. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, y'all don't want to praise with me. It's all good. It's, it's great. It's gonna be good. Yeah. Let me tell you a little bit about the preacher. I'm gonna tell you a little bit about the preacher. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. His name. It's Pastor Sheldon Neal. He is a leading communicator born in Canada's capital Ottawa Ontario yeah he leaves audience with a spark to start living their best life is his noted passion man look he has been all over place and it's a wonder that Many of you have never even heard of him. Yeah. He's the lead pastor of All Nations Worship Assembly in Toronto, Canada. The first international extension of the Reown All Nations Worship Assembly movement founded in the U.S. Uh, pastor Neil served as one of Canada's only black national TV anchors anchoring his own nightly broadcast airing weeknights on the news forum channel across Canada yeah and he is an extraordinary mouthpiece for the kingdom I want to encourage somebody that had a rough day. Many 
about to lose their mind until they logged on to here. I want to encourage you. Hold on. Battles won, will I win every soul? Nah, but I die trying. Cause I'm sick of my community suffering and mama's crying. I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. So there's nothing that my God can't change, including me. Yo, I live by his word, and nothing else. Cause his word is so sufficient, it can stand on by itself. See, the truth will set you free. Getting ready. We're getting ready to go up. We're getting ready to go up. All minds clear. Yeah, all minds clear. It's almost time. Welcome to the preacher's corner. I am Pastor JT, Senior Pastor, House of Deliverance, and we are getting ready to tap in to some preachers. This is the only place that I've seen. On YouTube, y'all, that loves and does reactions to preaching. So we are very unique. Keep that in mind. Keep that in mind. All of these sermons, from one till tonight, have been linked. No, I did not. Purposely go and grab this sermon and make it fit. But it's a lot that we've been hearing. And if you haven't missed an episode, never mind. Never mind. You'll see in a minute. Y'all ready? Uh huh. Let's go. Let's go. You're listening to The Preacher's Corner. Brought to you by In-House Productions with your host, Pastor JT. Senior Pastor of House of Deliverance of Crowley, Texas. We hope you enjoy this broadcast. 
This is an in-house production. Open up your mouth and just begin to worship the name that is above all names. His name is Yahweh. Come on, release that fire in the name of Jesus Christ. Come on, whether you may be in your kitchen, in your living room, in your bedroom. Come on, let God arise and let every enemy be scattered in the name of Jesus Christ. Come on, the Bible says that he inhabits. It's the praises of his people. So as you begin to open up your mouth and build an altar of praise, as you begin to offer the fruit of your lips, which the word declares, we learned it last week, which is a heart of gratitude, which is our lifting up of our praise and our thanksgiving. He's going to inhabit. That means he's going to come to live right where you are. You may be watching. You may have had a rough day right now, a rough afternoon. Man, it might even been a rough week, but just begin to invite God. God into your situation. Just begin to invite God into where you are right now and watch it shift. Good God Almighty. As you begin to glorify God, watch everything in your life shift. Why? Because he is the name that is above every name. He's above lack, above poverty, above pandemic, above segregation and social unrest and segregation. He is above all onslaught of the enemy right where you are all nations just begin to release a worship and a praise that shakes your very world i am decreeing that we are coming out of covid and you are coming out of covid stronger you are coming out of pandemic every launch of pandemic not just against your health but every pandemic released from hell against your finance against your peace against father your future against your family and the well-being of your children I'm decreeing and declaring that every cause, every enemy of pandemic, of attack against you is being cut off and victory is your future. Victory is your destiny. Victory. Come on, let the victorious just begin to shout. Let the victorious just begin to open up their mouth and give God a shout of praise. I know it's live stream, but come on, who's redeemed? Let the report of the Lord just rise up in your heart. We shall believe the report of the Lord. Come on, let the redeemed shout. Let the redeemed dance. Let the redeemed just begin to worship and praise. Yes, yes, right where you are. Just begin to grab your Bibles. We're going into the word of the Lord. I want you to put your Bibles to 1 Kings chapter 18, verse 30. 1 Kings chapter 18, verse 30. And then I want you to also highlight 1 Kings chapter 18, the same chapter, but verse 40. Again, that's 1 Kings chapter 18, verse 30. That's why I want you to put a highlight. And then we're going to 1 Kings chapter 18 sticking in the same chapter and we're going to highlight the verse 40 in the name of Jesus Christ listen if you're joining us we want to say welcome to all nations worship assembly Toronto on behalf of my wife and I it is a pleasure to have you join us if it's your first time welcome your family the heart of all nations is that you find family you discover purpose and you change your world the place and spheres of influence God has sent you into if you're real 
recurring listen there's a fresh word for you you know we're in a series called unto him we're examining altars and the significance not just biblically but what it means for us in 2020 what is the modern application and understanding of altars that is what we're unearthing in this entire season and I believe God has something fresh for us today and here's what I want you to do we're gonna do our giving but we're gonna do it at the end because I believe God wants us to sow into a fresh word here and a fresh perspective are you ready to read we're going to bring it up for you full screen first Kings 18 verse 30 it reads this way then Elijah called to the people come over here they all crowded around him as he repaired the altar of the Lord that has been torn down let me say that again then Elijah as you know he was a prophet called to the people come over here they all crowded around him as he repaired the altar of the Lord that had been torn down. Now, skip on down to verse 40, and it says, Then Elijah commanded, Seize all the prophets of Baal. Don't let a single one escape. So the people seized them all, and Elijah took them down to the Kishon Valley and killed them there. Listen, if you're writing, I want you to write at the top of your screen, the rain is coming. I want you to write that on your iPad, might as well even make it a sticky note, and just put it on your fridge, the rain is coming coming. That's going to make uh, some more sense to you as we drop down into this chapter and into uh, what God wants to say. But if you can lean on a family member, maybe it's your own child next to you on the couch or wherever you're watching this, just lean on them real quick and say, the rain is coming. We're going to be unpacking a couple of chapters. As you know, this story is a very popular story. Elijah and the false prophets of Baal and Asherah and what took place at an altar and how supernatural fire came down from heaven and literally burnt up the sacrifice that was, unto, uh, that was made by Elijah. And you know how the story ends. Uh, God was magnified and a nation was turned back to him, that nation being that of Israel. But there are some lessons that God wants to unpack for us and we're going to go chapter by chapter we're going to move quickly and I'm going to get you out of here in no time flat first Kings chapter 16 to fully understand what took place in first Kings chapter 18 we have to investigate first Kings chapter 16 when you read first Kings chapter 16 you see and I'm going to go real quickly for you generation after generation of kings is described ruling over Israel and doing evil in the Lord's sight. And you read it on your own time, you'll just see description of king after king who continued to anger the Lord. The Bible says they provoked the anger of the Lord, the God of Israel, with their worship of worthless idols. And it's quite interesting because their actions weren't their own. The Bible says many of these kings at the time also led Israel to commit the same sins. So it's interesting that these kings who were informed and decided to turn away from God and worship idols, it wasn't just something they did for themselves, but their actions alone as one person, the king, also spilled over into the people of Israel, and the people of Israel were led to commit the same sinful acts. Here's a principle we're going to start writing quite early. When the devil wishes to infiltrate something, he first looks for a host. He needs a person to say first 
a yes to an attitude, a mindset, a behavior, an action. And he needs a host to say yes. How do you become a host, an agent of the enemy, I hear you asking? By coming into agreement with his way. Uh, this is why you cannot afford in this season to have your heart open to just any conversation, any report, any type of feedback, uh, any girl, let's talk, any bro, you got a moment to chat. We've got to be guards of our heart. The enemy always looks for a host, someone to say yes. And immediately after he has a host, someone who decided to bring their life into agreement with his agenda, then immediately the enemy looks to now slay, kill, infiltrate, influence as many as he can. He works with a host and then turns to the crowd. Let me give you a little further insight into how this happens. A host works to infiltrate a group through three main gates. We're learning this morning. Here are the three main gates you always have to be careful of and keep a close eye as you walk this life as a believer. Number one is your eye gate. Eye gates, how you analyze the world through what you see, what you put before your eyes affects you. Understand that? Let's go to number two, the mouth gate. Uh, it understands the Bible lets us know the power of life in death is in the tongue. Even Bible says, uh, my words, they are spirit and they are life. So our mouth is a gate. When someone says, hey, can we talk? I just want to give you two cents of my mind. I just want to know if you have a couple of moments to chat. Always be aware. Now, don't be overly suspicious, but always be aware that the mouth is a gate to the soul. If you need a further explanation, that is why sometimes people who struggle with self-esteem issues, not in all cases, but in some, trail back to how they were treated as a child. And sometimes, not in every case, you find out that their parents or their legal guardians or friends, those around them, there was a culture of wrongful words spoken over them. They were told, you'll never make it. They were told, you're not going to be this. You're stupid. You're not going to grow into anything. And the word, the mouth gate, hit them in their spirit, and they carry that to their adulthood. Your mouth is a gate. Understand ears. Ears are gates to the soul. The Bible says faith cometh by what? Hearing and hearing by the word of God. But if faith can come by hearing, that lets me know that faith ain't the only thing that can come by hearing as well. Depression can come by hearing. Great sorrow can come by hearing. The will to throw in the towel and give up can come from healing. The ways of feeling helpless and hopeless can come through the gates of hearing. I want you to commit this week to really judge what types of things are coming into your ears. Do they build you up? Do they launch you to your future? Or does it tear you down? Does it point you back from where you came from? Or is it pointing you to your future? Right where you are, I want you to lay your hands over your head and say, these gates will be protected. As you go into this next season, these gates will be protected. Understand how these gates work. You have to understand in 2020 language, you may hear people come to you and say, girl, can we talk? Bro, do you got a moment? I just, I just got to tell you what I 
did, that you do what you got to do. But if I were you, I would do that. Be aware, church. Be aware, believer. Be aware, Toronto and Canada, as God wishes to push you to a future that you are guarding your gates. You are guarding the gates. In this season, you must guard the gates to your heart, especially if the way you live hasn't been informed enough by the word of God. Now, let's do some learning even more. How, pastor, do I guard my heart? Maybe you've heard preachers say this over and over again, guard your heart, guard your heart. But how do we do it? Let's do some educated faith. Here's another principle. You guard your heart by allowing it to be informed by the word of God. Another word for informed is influenced. You guard your heart by allowing it to be influence informed by the word of God. Second Timothy 2 verse 15 says this, study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. But if I haven't studied enough of the word, I won't be able to properly divide the word coming to me in life to understand if it is true or if it is a lie. If I haven't spent enough time in the word, if I haven't spent enough time in the face of God, and I'm rightly dividing, and I'm rightly hearing his word, rightly being influenced by him, when life happens to me, and it comes at me hard, if I'm not filled up enough with what the word of God says, and what God is saying for me, I won't be able to properly discern is this a word I'm hearing, a friend, or is it foe? Is this a report that just hit my life? Is it for me or is it not for me? If you want to guard your heart, fill it with the things of God. I know that sounds overly simple, but what if I told you it is just that simple, good God. If you want to guard your heart, fill it with him. If you want to guard your mind, fill it with him. You're coming out of COVID now. Life is getting back to the, its original focus and stream. Make sure you jump back into the streams of life uh, being filled with him. Uh, right where you are, just lean your head back and say, God, fill me afresh. I'm decreeing over everyone hearing this message uh, that God is getting ready to pour out a refreshing uh, on you. I'm decreeing right now that your prayer life is coming alive. I'm decreeing tonight now your worship life is coming alive. Not just so you can have a great prayer time alone, but God is filling you now so you can go back into your world with him. God is bringing you into a realm where your prayer closet will be realms where God visits you with supernatural visitation. And God is saying, it is not just for the closet, but I am building you in the private time so you can walk out into the public with an attitude of revival, with an anointing to change your workplace, with an anointing to change the business world, with an anointing to change the politics of the season, with an anointing to change your entire destiny. God, oh 
could call this. I wish I had an organ this morning on this live stream. God is anointing the private so he can begin to show up and show off through you in the public. This is something. This is going to hit somebody right now. All nations. God is anointing the private so he can begin to show up and show off in the public. Get ready for your unveiling, Anwar. Get ready for your unveiling. God is about to do something right where you are. Just open up your mouth and praise him. Yes, 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 yes. Let's go into the text. We're still in 1 Kings 16. I'm almost through. The Bible says in verse 31, 32, 33, as it were, the Bible starts describing the king Ahab. And we understand that Ahab was someone who did evil in the sight of the Lord. You hear about it in 1 Kings chapter 16. Verse 31 says this, and I'll put it up full screen. And as though it were not enough to follow the sinful example of Jeroboam, he married Jezebel. He being Ahab, he married Jezebel, the daughter of King Ethbaal of the Sidonians. And here it is, church. Look what Ahab did right after marrying Jezebel. Ahab was the king of Israel at the time. The Bible says immediately after he married Jezebel, here it is, he began to bow down in worship of Baal. Verse 32, first Ahab built a temple and an altar for Baal in Samaria. Then he set up an Asherah pole. So you can, uh, what he did after marrying Jezebel, he immediately built an altar to a false god. And then he immediately built another altar to another false god. And we learned last week what happens when you go into an area. Many people in early biblical times, when they wanted to send a signal to anyone who visited an area and to those who lived in an area, they wanted to let the world know, hey, this region belongs to this god. God and this deity and everyone who lives here is in agreement with it. That's why we learned last week, uh, whatever you come into agreement with, that thing has legal rights to you. So when these men and women uh, and kings, really just men, especially in biblical times, set up these altars to false gods, they were also signaling to the world that this false god has access, direct influence and impact over an area. Let's go deeper. The king Ahab, he was saying when he set up these false altars that Israel belongs to Baal and Asherah. He was saying that Israel submits to the lordship of Baal and Asherah. He was saying Israel is in contract, in agreement with these false gods. Let's jump to 1 Kings 17, almost through. It's interesting, God, it's interesting how the Bible says it. King Ahab sets up these false altars in one chapter, and immediately the first thing you read at the start of the next chapter is that there is a drought. Tim, did you hear that? In 1 Kings, King Ahab sets up two false altars. There was no drought. And in the next chapter, after he set up these altars to false gods and put a sacrifice and gave worship to these false gods, suddenly there was a drought. Here is a principle for you. Anything you turn to outside of God will leave you thirsty. Good God Almighty. 
anything you turn to outside of God will leave you thirsty. It's interesting now God begins to talk to Elijah in the text. And Elijah says to King Ahab, he says, listen, as surely as the Lord, the God of Israel lives, the God I serve... Uh, uh, the God I serve, there will be no dew or rain during the next few years until I give the word. Elijah told King Ahab, as surely as the Lord, the God of Israel lives, uh, the God that I serve, there's going to be no rain, no dew coming on the land. But understand this, uh, King Ahab and all of Israel had turned. They were looking to a false God, but here comes Elijah, a man that stands out of the crowd, a great prophet. And he turns to King Ahab and says, I'm not going to be bowing to any of these false gods. He puts it this way. Did you hear the swag Elijah put on it? He says, as surely as the Lord, the God of Israel lives, the God I serve. <laughs> there will be no dual reign. Understand this. In great times of falling away, God always has a remnant. I've got to say that again. In times of great falling away, God always has a remnant. A remnant are people that have refused to turn back, refused to be infected, refused to be influenced by arguments and words and messages and high places set up a remnant. God always preserves a remnant in times of great shaking. How do you know if you you are the remnant. I hear you asking me. You know you're the remnant because you're still here. Good God Almighty. You are the remnant because you're still here. You refused to walk away. You refused to throw in the towel in great stress, in great pressure in life. When it tried to hit you, you refused to give up on God. You refused to keep pushing. You refused to stop praying. You refuse to stop worshiping. You are the remnant because I'm still here. I know it's live stream, but just touch some family members. Maybe call a friend and say, friend, I'm still here. I'm still here. They may have cut the job, but I'm still here. They said there were layoffs, but I'm still here. They said COVID was going to take everybody out, but I'm still here. They said they would not make it to the other side, but I could go, I am still here. I know I'm preaching this week, but I feel it. I am still still standing. Devil, you tried it. Devil, you worked it. Devil, you brought people. Devil, you got, did everything, that, but I'm still standing. Does anyone watching me right now, if you know what I'm talking about, just begin to worship and thank God that you're still standing, still standing. Still standing. After this, after Elijah tells King Ahab that no rain is coming, Elijah goes into a period of great hiding. Let me move quickly here. He goes to the east and he hides in a place called or by Kareth Brook. It's an interesting brook. And understand this. It was near this place. It was by the Jordan River. This is 1 Kings chapter 17. I'm not going to read it all. But the Bible says that God begins to preserve Elijah and he says to drink from this brook and 
and eat what the ravens bring you. So Elijah's on the run. He, he, he's escaped. He's, he's out of that. And now God is sustaining him by a brook and he's being fed by ravens. It's interesting because what happens here, Elijah did everything that he was supposed to, but the Bible decrees in verse 7 of 1 Kings 17, after a while, that brook dried up for there was no rainfall anywhere in the land because it was a drought. And here's what's interesting about this. Imagine you are Elijah. You are now seated by a lovely stream and ravens are flying and bringing you oxtail and bringing you chicken and rice and bringing you everything that you love. Barbecue and teriyaki and all this stuff. And suddenly the source that you're used to going to dries up. The place that you've leaned on, the people that you've leaned on, suddenly it dries up. Here's a principle for you. Stop drinking from dried up places and still expecting to be refreshed. Learn to let the past seasons go and move on. Lean back and just say, move on. You've got to move on. See, it was good. The brook and the ravens, it was good while it lasted, but the brook uh, dried up and the ravens stopped coming. If Elijah stayed there, he too would have become a victim to famine. I'm curious, how many people throughout your life are you still carrying around because you refuse to let them go? How many people are you still carrying around situations that God said move on God said drop it I've got something new but you are still holding it in your heart and then when God wishes to bring you to a new level you find it hard to say yes you find it hard to rise to the next place not because God is God's not good enough but because you have so many other people's opinions past situations that you're still carrying it's like trying to lift 15 people off the ground instead of one. When God is saying, I've given you eagle's wings to fly and soar above every mountain, above every valley. You find it hard to flap your wings in life because you're still filled up with Johnny, Martha, everybody else who you've been carrying throughout your years. I have an announcement for you all nations this week. God is saying move on and let it go. Move on and let it go. Drop the weights. Drop what seems to easily beset you. Uh, God is saying, let it go, and it's time to soar. Good googly moogly, let it go, and it is time to soar. Flap your wings. It is time to soar. It is time. I'm letting it go. I'm letting go of what they did. I'm letting go of what they said. I'm letting go of the doors that seemingly slammed in my face, because God's got something else coming. If you don't believe me, look what he said to Elijah. He said, leave this brook because I want you now we're almost closing here the Lord said to Elijah go and now live in the village of Zarephath near the city of Sidon I have instructed a widow there to feed you did you miss it God said listen I may have dried up the brook and the ravens may have stopped flying but now I'm moving you to another location because I've got a widow there that's going to feed you I want to give 
some peace to somebody watching me right now who is crying because the brook has dried up. You are crying because you don't see the ravens bringing your favorite food. You're crying because the sources have walked away. You're crying because they said no through the email. They said we'll try somebody else. Understand when God dries up a brook and stops ravens from flying, it's because he's anointed somebody else to feed you. God said to Elijah, I've got a widow who I've anointed to feed you in Zarephath. Did you miss it? He said, I've got a widow. If you understand biblical times, widows were not people of high esteem. In fact, if you were a widow, people usually took care of you. You weren't a king. You weren't of royalty in some cases. You were a widow. So understand this. God was saying, I'm going to use something that through society's eyes seems to be insignificant. I'm going to make it significant in mine. God is saying, look for sources that don't look significant in this next season. God is saying, don't pass over what looks insignificant to the world because in my hands, it is magnificent and significant. God is about to use in this next season what others counted out. Good God Almighty, I need an organ this morning. God is about to use what people walked away from, what people stepped over, destinies that they thought weren't going nowhere, futures that they said, ah, that's going to fail. God is calling the number of the insignificant. For everybody watching me right now who grew up in the shadows, who grew up being forgotten, God is saying, I'm calling your number. I'm calling you out of the shadows. I speak to Canada, those who feel on a national level that Canada has lived in the shadows of America, that Canada has been a pushover on the global stage. God is calling them out, the nation of Canada, out of the shadows. It's time to take up your rightful place. God has anointed Canada with an anointing for the nations. That is why Toronto is the most multicultural place on the face of the earth. It is not a mistake. It's because Canada carries. I've got to say it again. Canada carries. I know we haven't heard people boost Canada for a while. I know we think we just say we're sorry and we live in the shadows of other things greater. But God is turning Canada on right now and he's saying I've anointed you in the bedrock of your existence to the nations. God is calling everybody together through the anointing of Canada and he is bringing us to the future. He is bringing what was insignificant on a global stage and he's calling it to the forefront. Get ready for revival. Get ready for great turning back to God because here comes Canada. Here comes Canada. Here comes Toronto. Here comes the boroughs of Toronto unto revival, unto transformation. You might as well dance right in your living room. I know this is a live stream, but make me make an announcement to you. It's church now. You might as well dance right where you are. We coming out of COVID now, so let's switch gears. Back to church, back to revival, back to doing what we do. Somebody shout right where you are. 
Yes, yes. It looks small now, but God is about to turn the heat on that thing. It looks insignificant now. You're a business entrepreneur. You're a dreamer, and you're wondering, do I have what it takes? Do I have what it takes? God says it looks insignificant, but don't despise the day of small beginnings. God is saying, I'm getting ready to turn that oil up. I'm getting ready to make it happen. We're in 1 Kings 18. You ready to shout? We're ending here. The Bible says that something major happens. Actually, I say something major happens. Let me tell you what the Bible says. The Bible says in 1 Kings 18, understand there's been years of drought. Now we're in the third year of drought. And in 1 Kings 18, in the first two verses, the Bible says this. Later on in the third year of the drought, the Lord said to Elijah, go and present yourself to King Ahab. Tell him that I will soon send rain. Good God. So Elijah went to appear before Ahab. Why is this significant? Let me tell you why. Because we haven't seen rain since King Ahab built an altar to Baal and set up an Asherah pole two chapters before. When he set up these false altars, the next chapter says there was a drought. Now we see that wrongful altars were set up and a drought hit the land. But suddenly we hear God talking about rain again. So if God is talking about the return of rain again, it means the announcement of rain also means something else is about to happen. God shut up the heavens of rain when a false altar was raised up. Suddenly he's saying rain is coming again three years later. That means something else else is about to happen. Here's a principle. Let this help you as you come out of COVID-19 pandemic. Rain is God's announcement of the new and it is the canceling of the old. Rain is God's announcement of the new and it is the canceling of the old. Look at your neighbor and tell them God is about to do a new thing. The Bible says in verse 2, oh God, EJ, did you hear this in verse 2? The Bible Bible says, meanwhile, the famine had become very severe in the land. Here's a principle God hit me, and I hope this encourages you too. Sometimes things will appear its worst before God breaks it open for the better. <laughs> God called for rain and suddenly he called for rain in the third year when the famine was its worst where cattle was dying and, and water holes were drying up and people were dying of hunger. God now says I'm sending rain. Sometimes when it's at its worst in your life and you feel there is no hope, that is exactly the backdrop God likes to use to show up. I'm talking to an entrepreneur now. I'm talking to a dreamer now. I'm talking to a builder now who's seen folk walk away. Who's seen folk do things you didn't expect. You've been disappointed. You've been shocked. Maybe even your family turned against you. I'm talking to dreamers now who had plans three months ago and then pandemic happened and poof, you saw your dreams go away. I'm talking to folk who were healthy and suddenly developed an illness and suddenly your life hangs in the balance. The Bible lets me know on more than one occasion. It's when your back 
is against the wall that God loves to show up. Don't believe me? Ask Lazarus. He was already dead for days. And when they spoke to Jesus, he said, Lazarus is dead and I am glad. You want to know when God is most happy? When it looks like you've got no one in your corner because he says, I'm going to show up and show that I'm Jehovah Jireh, your provider. I am your way maker. I am your strength. If your back is against the wall, guess what? That means God's making room to throw his weight around. It ain't over. It ain't over. Just touch someone in your living room. Pull over with your driving and roll your window down and just let the world know it ain't over. Let the world know it ain't over. Can I give you two more points? The Bible says in verse 19, right before the big showdown at the altar happened, the Bible says that Elijah now turns and he says to everybody, he says to King Ahab rather, summon all of Israel, bring the whole crew together, let them join me at Mount Carmel along with the 450 prophets of Baal and the 400 prophets of Asherah who are supported by Jezebel. Did you miss that? He said, I want you to bring everyone together, especially those prophets of Baal and Asherah who have been supported. They had their way made because of Jezebel. Here's a principle, and I'm going to read it as God gave it to me. Here's a principle for you. Some things you're dealing with in life, attitudes, behavior, lack of revival in your heart, slothfulness of spirit and fire, mindsets are as a result of what someone else you let in your life carried in with them. You became friends, made them your inspiration, entered into relationship with them. You let them in and as a result, a soul tie was created. Let me give you 2020 language for this. Some things we're wrestling with didn't start in us. It was brought to us and because we let it in in agreement with trust wrongful trust in wrongful places what was in someone else jumped on us and it was a soul tie it was a soul tie understand these prophets of Baal and these prophets of Asherah were supported by Jezebel who Ahab married Ahab was already messed up he was already uh, being unpleasuring to God but when he married Jezebel all that was in Jezebel jumped onto Ahab suddenly he was bowing to Baal suddenly he was lifting up Asherah poles that is why in 2020 you can't allow every voice opinion of your peers friends to drive you more than God let me say this as I close in this next season coming out of quarantine let your hearing and discernment be razor sharp. I talk to you all across Toronto. I talk to you in all nations worship assembly Toronto. I talk to you across Canada as a nation. Let your discernment be razor sharp. If you can't trust your discernment, fill up on God's word so your discernment can be rightfully informed. God wants rightful ears in this. He now says, now 
not have got you all together. It's showdown time. Lean on your neighbor and say, it's time for the showdown. The Bible says, you can read it on your own, that Elijah gives different instructions to the prophets. He says, you call on your God. Make your sacrifice. Do what you've got to do. The Bible says that these prophets of Baal and Asherah, they called out to their false god. Elijah said the stipulations are, whatever God answers by fire, that is going to be the living God, the true God in this region. So imagine yourself, come on the journey. We've got an altar set up right here. All these prophets of, of Asherah and Baal start making their sacrifice on the altar. And they start calling out to Baal and all their Asherah, that God of Asherah. And they're not getting a response. They do everything they can. They do rituals. The Bible says they even started cutting themselves to blood poured out. Elijah, chilling and watching it in the back, starts saying, maybe your God can't hear. Maybe he's chilling and on a break. So those prophets decided to do even more, but nothing happened. Suddenly, that, let, me, let me just say that to those watching, uh, when you exalt things in your life, uh, character, behavior, uh, things that are not of God, uh, unto things that are not of him, uh, understand this, nothing in your life shall happen, because uh, God cannot advance things uh, that doesn't look like him. Uh, he only will advance what looks like him. Uh, in the name of Jesus, uh, take that for where you need it, let it help someone if you need it. Now God, now the Bible says, Elijah now says, uh, let me do what I've got to do. He sets up his altar. Uh, he begins to make the sacrifice. Uh, he gives all these types of things, pour water, etc., etc. You can read it on your own. Uh, and the Bible says, uh, he said this uh, in verse 37. You ready to shout? Uh, we're about to shout and go home. Uh, he said, oh Lord, answer me. Answer me so these people will know that you, oh Lord, are God and that you have brought them back to yourself immediately somebody shout immediately the fire of the Lord flashed down from heaven and burned up the altar burned up the sacrifice and that which was around it an altar just like this was consumed by fire understand this it was right after an altar unto the Lord was erected that the false prophets of Baal were killed and Elijah prayed for rain to come. When that sacrifice was burnt up, they decreed that God is the true and living God. But understand this. Elijah said, I want you to gather all those prophets of Baal. And he took them down and he killed them. He ridded the earth of that wrongful influence. And after that, don't miss me here, church. Here's where we, here's where we gather our meat. After he had killed all the prophets of Baal, he now said, it's time to pray for rain. After all those prophets of Baal were killed, the Bible even goes forward to say that Elijah, before he made his sacrifice, he rebuilt an altar unto the Lord that was previously torn down. Did you miss it? God is saying, if you want the rain to come, first erect unto me the proper altar. Then get rid of every influence that is not like me. Then the rain shall come. Can I give you three principles for when rain comes? These are drive-by principles. I'm not even going to be able to preach them, but here are three principles for when rain comes. Many of you watching me collectively and individually, 
you want rain in your life. God's blessings, his supernatural power. Here's how you get it. Your first principle, when wrongful altars have been torn down. These are altars in man's hearts. Elijah called to the people. He said, come over here. You remember, they crowded around him and he repaired an altar that was destroyed and he repaired it unto the Lord. When wrongful altars in our life are torn down, then you position yourself for rain. Here's number two. A fresh gaze and hunger for God is renewed. When you turn back to God with all of your heart, you begin positioning yourself for rain. And number three and the last. What was torn down is never to live again. You want rain to come? Tear down what's not of God in your life, but make sure it never rises again. That is why Elijah killed the prophets of Baal. He said it's not just enough that God answered by fire, but I want to get rid of every influence in the camp that could cause a resurge. Now let's shout. Here's the truth. When you kill every influence in your life and make sure it's killed, you are demonstrating to God faithfulness and commitment to his way. You may not have heard this preached before, but God is saying, Anwa Toronto, to Toronto and Canada, I reward faithfulness. God rewards commitment. God rewards the faithful. When you get rid of everything in your life that is not of God, it is not just an announcement to hell that you're cutting off that altar, cutting off that influence, but it is also an announcement to God that I'm devoting my way, my commitment, my faithfulness to you. Now let's shout my announcement to you and what Toronto is quite simple because of what's happening on the altars of our hearts of men and women in this church and in this city rain is coming now let's shout rain is coming because you are destroying the altars attitudes perspectives things you brought yourself into agreement with because you are breaking that down in your life and erupt erecting building a rightful heart to God in praise in prayer in devotion because you are turning your heart fully to me with a new hunger and thirst and desperation because you are killing every influence in your life that doesn't push you further to him God is saying because you have a renewed level of faithfulness I am sending the rain ah good God I'm sending the rain on families in this church I'm sending the rain on this church and its numerics. I'm sending the rain on this church is future. I'm sending the rain on every business owner, on every dreamer, on every builder, on every marriage. I'm sending the rain. The rain is coming. The rain is coming. You might as well shout. You can put down your notes right now and just begin to give God a dance of victory. You may not feel it, but you you may not feel it right now but God is saying just give up a dance in faith because the rain is coming a rightful altar had to be built before the rain came 
influences had to be removed before the rain came. A heart that's only for God had to be the DNA before the rain came. But now that it has been erected, you might as well put away the umbrella because here comes heavy rain. Here comes heavy harvest. You might as well lean your head back and give a shout right where you are. I know it's live stream. EJ Tim, girlfriend, you got to forgive me right now. I ain't just preaching to you. I'm preaching to the a thousand. I see in this church. I'm preaching to the new level. I'm preaching to my prophets. I'm preaching to my pastors. I'm preaching to my evangelists. I'm preaching to my entrepreneurs. I'm preaching to Toronto. I'm preaching to Canada. And I'm saying here comes the rain. Here comes revival. Here comes fresh DNA. You might as well praise him. You might as well praise him. Get something in your hand. It's giving time. It's giving time. We're not even going to do the giving decree this week. I want you to put your tithe in your hand. And to the person watching me, I know you've heard me talk about tithing. We hear it talked about in the Bible. Let me tell you what the Bible says about tithing. And I want you to shout over this. And I'm reading it so you know it's just not pastor's words. The Bible says in Malachi 3 verse 10, bring all the tithes into the storehouse so there will be enough food in my temple if you do says the Lord of heaven's armies I will open up the windows of heaven for you I will pour out a blessing so great you won't have enough room to take it in here's what I need you the person who may be struggling with their tithing you know what's talked about in the Old Testament it's talked about in the new tithing is biblical so if you've been taught it isn't You've been wrongfully taught. Tithing is biblical. But I understand sometimes it is hard to tithe. There are many things that we fight with. What will this happen? What about my future? What about this, pastor? I understand. I've been there. But the Bible says in Malachi 3 verse 10 in the New Living Translation, I love what it says. It says, try it. Put me to the test. Who is being put to the test? Not me, not you. It is God. God says tithe and see the windows of heaven open. Literally, try it and put me to the test. I feel like shouting for those who are on the fence, not ready to release your tithe. This week, just try it. I feel like preaching. This week, just try it. Put God to the test. Position yourself to receive the overflow. To the tithers, continue to receive the overflow. But I want to encourage those struggling with their giving. We've all been there, but the Bible says try it. Put them to the test and watch God work it out. You're listening to The Preacher's Corner, brought to you by In-House Productions with your host, Pastor JT. Senior Pastor of House of Deliverance of Crowley, Texas. We hope you enjoy this broadcast. This is a... My God. Mmm, 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 mmm. Jesus. I told y'all we was in for a treat. Oh, Lord. The rain. The rain is coming. Oh, my God. As I stated last night, last night, that each video has been a continuation of one another. 
And if you've truly been receiving each declaration, each proclamation given through each vessel that, that, that's been utilized on this platform, the people in your circle should see some type of change after 20 episodes of preaching. 20 episodes, 20 live episodes, and three pre-recorders that's on the podcast. One in which I use the 60-day challenge. Go download that episode tonight. And if you're serious, accept that challenge. One of the points he gave us tonight was The worship of worthless idols angers God. Many of us as believers are consumed by worshiping worthless idols, whether it's our job, whether it's our children, whether it's our relationships, whether it's our cars, sports, television broadcasts, Anything that we put before God is a worthless idol and it angles God. He gave us a principle. He said when the devil wishes to infiltrate something, he first looks for a host. He needs a yes by coming into agreement with his agenda. He needs us to welcome Amen. He said, then he looks to infiltrate the three main gates. The three main gates was the eyes, the mouth, and the ears. The eyes, things that we see, things that we watch on television. The mouth, things that we consume. The ears, things that we listen to. Conversations that we indulge or partake in. He gave us a opportunity to declare. I don't know if you did it on, on, on your own or not, but he said to declare that these gates be protected. Pastor, what do you mean? Declare that I'm going to protect what I see, protect what I consume, protect what I listen to said number two he said we must guard our gates guard our heart by allowing it to be informed by the word of God influenced by the word of God position yourself to be influenced by the word of God Anybody that's a member of House of Deliverance have been positioned to be influenced Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday with a one day off. You've been positioned so some way, somehow, 
our lives should be impacted and influenced to change. He says, fill your heart with things of God. I saw it in the comments. Many of us said it. God filled me with the fresh. But did we mean it? Did we mean it? Are we ready to be consumed by the things of God? Are we ready to, to, to put aside and, and, and stop our ears to foolish chatter? And are, are we are we ready to, to to cover our eyes to things that we know that that, that will hinder us? Consuming things that we know that are hinder our growth? God Almighty. God has had an opportunity to show up publicly in our lives. He has the opportunity, but he hasn't had the opportunity to be invited into our personal, private worship. Why? Because it's non-existent. And it's evident in the things that we do publicly. Because if we had a private worship encounter with the Lord, the things that we do publicly, he'll join us. And our worship publicly will be exalted. It'll be elevated. It'll be off the chain. If we encounter him privately. He gave us another principle. Anything that you turn uh, to outside of God would leave you thirsty. We consume a whole lot of things outside of God. And it leaves us thirsty. I never forget, man. I never forget when, when I was uh, in my mess. After I finished a, a six-pack or a 40 ounce left me thirsty I wasn't fulfilled I had to go get guess what another one and another one and another one until I passed out and guess what and when I woke up I went and got another one it leaves us thirsty you said God always has a remedy and how do you know that you are the remnant. How do you know that you're the remnant? The remnant refuses to quit. The remnant refuses to quit. The remnant refuses to compromise their standards. The remnant has standards. Can't be a part of the remnant. Doing everything under the sun. God Almighty. He said, good, googly, woogly. Woo! Mm, mm, mm. What happens when your sources dry up? Hmm. Thank you, God. What happens when you're unable to go to your, your favorite person that always bail you out? What happens when you done ran that? Them sources raggedy. 
and they done dried up. The principle, stop drinking from dried up places, still expecting to be refreshed. See what happened was, Elijah got content in knowing that 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 mill was going to come flying out of the sky. That that brook was always going to have water in it. Didn't ever think. That that mill wasn't going to come out of the sky. That that brook wasn't ever going to dry up. Because God dries it up purposely. Because he wants us. To move on. We got to learn to let past seasons go. Some of us should be tired of content. Being in the same place. Being in the same place. Day in and day out. Year after year. This brokenness and poverty should look familiar. And we ought to be ready to move on from that place bitterness and resentment should look familiar and we ought to be ready we ought to be mature enough to move on from that place God he says it's time to soar who's ready to soar like eagles he says it's time to let that season go he says look for sources that don't look significant in this season. We pass right by some people that we don't believe that can be of assistance to us in this season. We overlook individuals. We overlook places that can be of some help to us in this season because our pride won't allow us to drive a certain car our pride won't allow us to work a certain job our pride won't allow us to live in a certain place I'm trying to help somebody he said look for significant sources that don't look significant in this season don't pass over what looks insignificant to the world Mm. God Almighty. Second them groceries is better than going without. Trying to help us in here. Mm-mm. Just accepting any type of man. <laughs> Just because we're lonely. Mm, mm, mm. Forgetting the fact that he said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. Try to help us in here. God is calling the remnant out of the shadows. We've been in the shadows too long. We've been in the shadows too long. Mm. And he says some things that we're dealing with in life is a result of someone you let in your life. 
the soul ties. I'm glad he brought that up. Because sometimes you can bring somebody in your life. You can sleep with that individual. And every individual that they slept with, you welcome them into your bed. So you got a room full of people. A bed full of people. Because you invited them in. Lord help us in there. He said let your discernment. Be razor sharp. Let your discernment be razor sharp. Let your discernment. Oh man, this mine is through the roof. I know everybody that view this thing ain't for me. I know everybody that 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 log on don't really want to be on. I know y'all ain't in here. Let your discernment be razor sharp. Everybody that's congratulating ain't congratulating. Let your discernment be razor sharp. Listen. Mm, mm, razor sharp pop in at the end and say a little something pop in at the beginning and say a little something let your discernment be razor sharp not fool by the antics no pat you on your back stab you with the knife with the other Razor Shaw. Listen. God is calling us out. Purposely. Because he's about to do some things. In this land. And the remnant needs to be in position. In order to survive. I'm trying to help her. God wants us to tear some things down that we have built up in our life so he can reconstruct it and build us a new altar. Tear down that old altar and building us a new one. He left us with three things. He said when wrongful altars have been torn down, fresh gaze and hunger for God. We have to have a fresh gaze and hunger for God. And what was torn down shall never rise again. Doesn't that sound familiar? For those that was at church Sunday, that was an altar that the Galileans were sacrificing Some things there. And Pilate. Had them killed. And he had their blood mingled. With what they were sacrificing. Hmm. Good God Almighty. And Jesus told them. Do you think. That. Their sins. Was worse off than all of the rest of the. Galatians, 
He said, surely not. Lest you repent. Hmm. Everything that you brought upon them, you shall reap as well. God has us right where he wants us. And if we miss one or two, three or four, guess what he's going to continue to do? He's going to continue. We're going to keep going through remedial class until we get it. Until we receive it. Or until he call us home. Trying to help us. He's given us warning after warning after warning. This was in the midst of a pandemic when he preached this. Mind you, Canada just came out and had their full service, in-person service, just last week. They've been on lockdown. For an entire year. America's been free. And there's still individuals. That hasn't made it. To the sanctuary. But they've made it. Everywhere. Else. He's given us. A moment. Some time. God almighty. To get things right. With him. He wants us to tear some things down. Turn from our wicked ways. And he'll heal. The land. That's when the rain. Gonna come. Let's look at the comment. That's when the rain coming. When we turn. Away. From our wicked ways. Thank you, Lord. There's several individuals still stuck in a dry place. But thanks be to God, he gave us an opportunity to get out of there. Lady Mayberry says she's a part of the remnant and I refuse to give up on God. Brother Gill say, uh-oh, remnant. That means he heard it last night. He got confirmation. Praise the name of the Lord. Sister Kenzie say, I'm still here. Sister Brittany says she's still here. The devil tried it, but I'm still, still here. The widows were taken care of, not in the position to take care of others. Brother Gill says, but yet the widows have been doing the supporting. Yes, Lord. It's time for the showdown. 
Number one, when wrongful altars are torn down. Number two, a fresh gaze and hunger for God is renewed. Number three, tear down everything that is not like God in your life. Amen. Amen. Great notes, great notes, great notes, great engagement in the comment section. Brother Bodine, we're still praying for your wife. And we are definitely still praying for Mother Ewan and all of the others that are dealing with infirmities and illnesses in this season. Shout out to Sister Jaleesa. We see you. We see you. Praise God. What was the three gates? The three gates was the eye gate, the mouth gate, and the ear gate. The devil looks for a host, and we cannot continue to be those hosts. Praise the name of the Lord. Amen. I'm not going to go all the way back up to the top. Razor sharp. Yes, indeed. Amen. Amen. 20 is in the books. We're looking forward to tomorrow night, Wednesday night worship. Wednesday night worship will be streaming on both channels, JTM Ministries and HOD TV tomorrow night. Let us pray. Father God, we come to you now. We bless you. We magnify you. We thank you for this preacher and this hour. We thank you for the confirmation, Lord God. Right now, word, even though it was a year later, God, we give you the glory for loving us enough to giving us what we need in this season, God, for maturity and to have the courage to evict the things that are hindering us from our growth spiritually, God. We just bless you and magnify you for all the things that you're doing with this ministry and with us individually, God. We pray that those that have been committed and faithful to tuning in and, and listening are growing and learning and applying the principles that have been provided into their everyday life, God. We just bless you for those that will listen here in the future, God. That the word will penetrate their hearts and their minds, God. And they'll be renewed in their mind and their spirit. And they'll be completely transformed. And become servants of you. We ask right now in the name of Jesus that you forgive us for all of our sins. Blot out all of our transgressions even now, God. Give us the confidence 
to move on from the dry places. Move on from the dry places. And tear down all of the things that are in our lives that are not like you. That way you can reign. You can bring the rain in the dry places, in the famine seasons. You can pour out all of your blessings. We ask that you bless all of our gifts, all the individuals that are givers. We ask that you continue to bless them and their faithfulness unto your word. Thank you, God. Continue to bless this broadcast. Enlarge the territory, God. Send forth the necessary things that are necessary people that is needed to take it to the level where you desire for it to go. Continue to mature me and 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 equip me for greater continue to allow me to be humble God we just give you the glory for all that you're about to do in advance it's in Jesus name we pray amen 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 I hope you were blessed 20 in the books 20 in the books Amen. Actually, this is our 20th live broadcast. For those that haven't had the opportunity, go visit the podcast, Spotify, Google, or Apple, and download the app, the podcast, and check out those uh, the uploads that that are not on the YouTube channel. You'll be blessed by Spiritual Relapse, which is our number one um, uh, episode that has been downloaded. It has over 40-something downloads by itself. And another one is the 60-Day Challenge. Challenging those that are being hindered by any type of substance to take the 60-day challenge. And after those 60 days, we want to celebrate with you. Give us your testimonies and we'll have another platform like we did on Monday night to testify on Friday night, Freedom Friday, to testify about the things that uh, we're celebrating that you let go within that 60-day challenge all over the world we are standing in agreement that God heals the liver from any type of addiction any type of drug abuse alcohol abuse sex abuse any type of addiction anything that is hindering you from being all that God called you to be I encourage you 
to take that 60 day challenge go back and listen to it 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 god bless you god bless you god bless you that's with anything we don't want you to be a procrastinator it's something god wants you to do and he wants you to do it now but you've been procrastinating let me encourage you start now get perfect later dream big use kind words say i love you ain't nothing wrong with saying i love you say please and thank you be grateful help others don't whine be silly laugh sometime keep calm and carry on that's my time i'm saluting you god loves you and i love you too and ain't nothing you can do about it i'm out this is our in-house production in-house 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 production yay this is our in-house production this is our in-house production